Tuesday, September 26th, and here we are, rolling through the month of September, and we are officially one month away from the best show on TV returning. No, it's not a new Game of Thrones. No, The Sopranos not being relaunched, and it's not a Breaking Bad spinoff. It's the Golden State Warriors. It's the best show on TV. And the nice thing is, is it lasts for six months. That's basically how long a season rocks. And they usually qualify for a postseason, which I'm sure they're going to do again. But what an exciting time for the Bay Area. Look, we got baseball teams kind of laying down and dying on us. So that feels like it's over. The 49ers are off to a practically perfect start after a practically perfect weekend was made even more practically perfect by a result on Monday Night Football. And we'll get to that in a second. But the most practically perfect sports sun the Bay Area has ever known picks it up and starts plying his trade once again in one month. We are one month away from first name Stefan, last name Curry coming into our lives. Everything will be less blurry. Here we go. Curry getting ready for his 15th NBA season, a nine-time All-Star already with four rings. And look, it's real simple. While we can debate who might be the greatest hitter, the greatest uh, dunker, the greatest wide receiver maybe, the greatest quarterback, there, there's if you want to talk about shooting a basketball, there is no debate. Steph Curry is the X marks the spot of the greatest shooter in the history of the game of basketball. He's the true north, the true north star of winning in Bay Area sports history. More than Mays, more than Bonds, more than Joe Montana, more even than Jerry Rice, Steph Curry, I believe, is the single most important professional athlete in the history of the Bay Area. And I know I might have stepped on a few toes right there, but it's the truth. Curry is perfect from the entire 360-degree walk around his circumference or his diameter. What is that? As you walk around him, he's perfect from every single angle. He really is. He is so perfect. His perfection is so omnipresent. We've absolutely taken it for granted. I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of phone calls I've taken on the Golden State Warriors over the last, well, entirety of his career that haven't involved him at all. Like, his greatness is so expected, it's not even discussed, and when it is absence for a game or two, it's never even worried about, because everyone knows it's going to come on back. I mean, he really is just freaking perfect when you look at him. Uh, Curry's made at least one three-pointer in 245 straight regular season games. That is the longest three-point streak in NBA history, so he's going to pick up. Continuing an NBA record, obviously he's knocked down more threes than anyone ever has. Again, it's omnipresent excellence for a guy getting ready for season number 15. 15. I mean, blink your eyes. I remember Steph Curry being drafted. It's going into year 15 already for Steph Curry. Can't wait. Absolutely can't wait. Look, I, I love football. I love, I love professional football. I love college football. Uh, football is without a doubt the coin of the realm when it comes to sports. And boy, I have examples of that just in terms of channel growth that I'm going to share with you a little bit later on. But I love basketball. If you're asking me like, what's your favorite in the background 
something on. Again, baseball's great for this too because you don't need to be paying attention. You need to pay a little bit more attention to basketball games, and I'm happy to do so because I'm a straight-up mainlining it right into my veins basketball junkie. We're a month away from me being able to chase my dragon. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for basketball to be back. And look, we've been talking so much about the Niners. I wanted to come with a little something different at the beginning of today's show. You know, Draymond Green, he's about to enter his 12th NBA season already, a four-time All-Star, a four-time champion. He's going to leave the games as one of the most influential defenders that basketball has ever known. He is so changed what coaches think of defensive concepts that everyone is looking for a player like him who is fast enough to defend guards yet remains big enough to hold their own on the low post. Draymond is really, he's a special player. Now he also in his career, we know has led the NBA in technicals. He has led the NBA in boneheaded choices that have literally cost his team at least one championship. He leads the NBA in verbal entertainment, verbal assault, podcast downloads, and teammates punched. Like he is a whole lot of human being. And that's why he's so fascinating. The reason why we talk more about Draymond is because it's our flaws and our shortcomings, which make us really interesting. And you look at Curry, you don't see flaws. You don't see shortcomings. Draymond is an attention seeker. He's an attention getter. He's an attention grabber. He is, uh, he's a lot of things including an all-timer in many degrees. I mean, he is, none of what the Warriors have accomplished happens without him. Could they have maybe won one championship with Steph Curry and figuring it out around him? Yes. Dynasty without Draymond? No. You couldn't have any of this as you know it without him. That's for sure. Now we got Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson about to start his 13th NBA season. And yes, that does include the two years that he was off rehabbing from his you know, near catastrophic injury of the Achilles tear, the ACL. Look, we, we know those are tied together like shoelaces, but it happened so late in the NBA finals that he missed the entire year. We all know what happened. We don't need to relitigate it. Snake bit by two massive injuries. He maintains and he also is slipping in front of our eyes just a little bit all as well. But what makes this so interesting for Clay is it's the final season of his current contract. Now, there's already talk of an extension, but what comes next? You know, the, the, the next move that the front office makes around Clay Thompson is going to be a very, very interesting one because they're either going to be throwing an awful lot of money at a guy who might not represent the kind of production that you get for that money in the NBA, or look, Clay Thompson is maybe about to be fully reborn, rebaptized as a really, truly effective NBA player now that he's 100-plus games back from his catastrophic injuries. 
And it takes a while to get it back. There's one thing to be rehabbed, then there's another to go out and test it, and then it's another thing entirely to totally be trusting it, and then it's another thing entirely to now where you're not even thinking about it. I could see Clay Thompson have the kind of year where we don't even bring up the injuries once. That's how far removed he is from them. And again, in a walk year, this could be fascinating. Beloved would be the only way to describe Clay Thompson. He eats for free in this town. We love his dog. He is drowned in more elite cleavage than we have ever seen with our own two eyes. He doesn't drown when he's out on the bay enjoying the boat life. Captain Clay is beloved. Uh, China Clay is beloved. Scaffolding Inspector Clay is beloved. I mean, you can have your favorite version of Clay Thompson. But no one straight stays great forever. And this season feels like it might be his last season to be regarded as a great NBA player. Or, again, he is born anew. It's going to be fascinating to see what comes of Clay. There is a chance, even at his age, as I've been saying, that this year could be his last really great year. Again, he's motivated by, you know, never, ever sleep on the motivation of a new contract. Walk years have historically been good years for players who have been good to begin with. And again, he's played over 100 games since returning from injury, which means he should really kind of feel like himself again. And look, you know, the rumors of his demise are a bit exaggerated. I know that there's been a lot of talk about some of the selfish shots that he was taking, some of the things that Clay wasn't doing defensively that he used to do because he no longer had the lateral speed or the foot speed to keep up. You know, it used to be, hey, Clay, the other team's best guard, you're just on him all night. You really can't just go out and do that. They look to Wiggins. They look to Draymond. They're going to look to Moses Moody, I think, a little bit this year to clamp down on that player. Obviously, Gary Payton II will be asked to clamp down on that player a bit more. Um, but this is, this is a really interesting year for him. And the truth is, last year, while everyone was complaining about what he no longer was, Clay Thompson was 22 points a night, which is above his career average. Again, it's hard to talk about nothing but the downfall when you're above your career average. So a lot of interesting is coming our way in the Golden State Warriors, and we are just a month away, just a month away from it happening. I'm ready. I also want to tell you about my man, Ike, who is serving up delicious sandwiches at nearly 100 locations. A new one, I believe, opening in Palo Alto Wednesday. Uh, Ike might even be appearing in the chat today, sprinkling some sandwich love on people. It's kind of what he does, loving sandwiches. It's real. It's not just a slogan. And uh, my man has something delicious ready for everyone. Download that Ike's Reward app. Start earning your way to free sandwiches and be able to have a sandwich delivered to you just about anywhere in the Bay Area you might be. And if you're beyond the Bay Area, hopefully there's an Ike coming to you soon enough. When you're looking to grab a bottle of whiskey, pick up a bottle of Blackened. I have loved Blackened whiskey and uh, you will too. Just trust me. It is sippable. It is delicious. It's great. Neat on the rocks in a cocktail. Versatility is a nice thing to have in a whiskey. It is a delicious blended American 
whiskey at a great approachable price point for the quality. Go find out for yourself. They're available at BevMo and beyond. Now, let's face it. You'd be buying bottles of Pappy Van Winkle if you've been riding with my man Steph at Bottom Line Bets from the beginning of the season to right now you're up thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and I'm not exaggerating. I'm not selling you an illusion. This man was, what, four? Oh, he was 5-0-1 oh, last Sunday. He went 3-0 and oh, or 4-0 and oh on Thursday with bets around the Niners playing the first game of week three. And then on Sunday, he comes back around with a 5-0 and oh weekend in the NFL. He's winning games at an abnormal rate. And I'm not, it's not abnormal because I'm making it up and telling you something that's not there. It is there. Find out for yourself. Bottomlinebets.com. Daily, weekly, monthly subscriptions available when you're tired of being an amateur guy kicking the can down the road and you really want to start shooting on goal with bullets. Go ahead, check out my man's advice. The premier handicapper in Las Vegas. I mean it right now. My man Stefan is on fire. Find out for yourself at bottomlinebets.com. Damon, where do I make those bets? Well, I am glad you asked because we got you covered there too. Go to mybookie.ag. How come it's not mybookie.com? Well, because it's offshore. Mybookie.ag. Use promo code Damon when you sign up. You'll get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000 and a $10 casino chip because they are offshore, which means they got an entire casino. They offer props that you won't see anywhere else. They offer a prop slot machine you're not going to see anywhere else. They've got fun, different ways to go about making the skin you put in the game more entertaining than it's ever been before. Have a little fun while you're winning some money, go to mybookie.ag. Again, bottomlinebets.com for the advice that you then take to mybookie.ag and winner, winner, chicken dinner. You're winning so much, you're not just eating chicken. So there you go. Thank you so much to my sponsors. Back to the Warriors show for a minute here, because we're not done yet with the Warriors. Hmm. There it is. Write it down. 11.14, sip of the day. 11.14 a.m. West Coast time. Your official sip of the day went down. It was so good, so perfect, I had to go back for another one right there. It's like the uh, Guy Fieri tale tell on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. When he goes back in for a second bite immediately, he really likes the place. It's really a good sip when I go right back to follow it up. I want to talk about Steve Kerr for a little bit because normally you go into a 10th season somewhere. That's when franchises, players that you've been around their entire career start to drown you out, but not Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr, it's a remarkable run which has produced more titles than any other head coach in Bay Area professional sports history. Look, Bochy won three championships. Bill Walsh won three championships. Steve Kerr has won four championships, and I'm no math major, but four is more than three. The last time I did my research, Steve is stubborn. Uh, Steve is set in his ways. And these are ways that if they were your ways, you would be set into as well because they have produced incredible amounts of wins for a franchise that literally couldn't 
do anything but step on its own dick. I mean, went from bumbling, stumbling, totally irrelevant Golden State Warriors to a model NBA franchise and one of the most valuable franchises any sport in the world. So things have gone well for Steve Kerr. His four championships, again, you cannot question any of them. And the reason why he has so much universal respect is because of the mentorship program that he's been in throughout his playing days career and then what he's taken from being around all that greatness. Like, I really do think you could go to Harvard or Stanford or Yale and teach a class and be right on the premise that no NBA entity has ever been touched by more greatness or has had the ability to access as much greatness around him as Steve Kerr has. I mean, he's really living one of the single most charmed lives in sports history. His career has been intertwined with Lute Olson, Phil Jackson, Tex Winter, Greg Popovich, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tim Duncan, Steph Clay and Dre, And these are just the guys that he's either coached or played with or played for. Then you go and you factor that he is the grand poobah of Team USA right now and all the greatness that comes with that. I mean, he operates in an orbit of sports excellence that is very unfamiliar to the rest of us. And then you factor in that he is unquestionably, and I really mean this, as someone who has talked to him on the record and off the record for the entirety of his career as head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr is a first ballot human, first ballot Hall of Fame human being. He's a good man. He's... he's He's just thoughtful. I mean, he, he's, a, he's, he's not a screamer. He is someone who cares deeply about everyone around him. And it's impressive to be with Steve Kerr. There's no doubt that his personality is directly attached to the success that this franchise has enjoyed under his tutelage. He's, he's just a phenomenal guy. Oh, I don't like that rotation. I don't like that substitution pattern. Okay. I mean, there's some times where you might not be wrong. But he is something else. And the success that he has had with this franchise is remarkable. Again, he, he taught the blind how to see. It's a miracle in, in some books that I've been made aware of. Let's talk about the difference this year for the Golden State Warriors. Chris Paul, a 12-time All-Star, a guy who's never won a championship. He's going into his 19th season, and whether you like him or not, you have to admit he's one of the greatest point guards in basketball history. Um, But hating him has also been very, very easy. Hating him's been easy because he's never been on a team that you rooted for. Now he is if you're a Warriors fan. So maybe getting to like Chris Paul will be easy. Maybe the old man show that the Warriors are going to run out actually works. I was skeptical at first. There's a part of me that remains skeptical. I got to see it. But I do believe that past is prologue. And I'll give Chris Paul this. 
He's never made a team worse. Say whatever you want about, well, he's never won a championship. He's not a real winner. Uh, he's never made a team worse. Every team that he plays on gets better, and that's at all level of team development. He made a stumbling, bumbling Clippers team into a lob city entity, which, again, the Warriors so thoroughly destroyed um, that they just destroyed whatever the Clippers were supposed to be and ended that timeline. The Golden State Warriors did that. So then he's what on to Oklahoma City, where he makes a young team much better. Then he goes to Phoenix, where he basically has an MVP caliber year so late in his career, no one can believe it. And he's got the Suns on the precipice of a championship and they move off of him. There's this guy named Kevin Durant there now. And oh, by the way, guess what the opening night opponent is for the Warriors at Chase Center. You want drama right off the rip? God bless you, NBA. You give us so much drama. So you got the oldest man in the room in Chris Paul. It's going to be fascinating to see him fit into this, how different playing styles blend together. Warrior play fast, Chris Paul play slow. How are they going to play together? It's going to be fascinating to watch. Then just pure selfish, and maybe you're as excited I am, but I doubt it unless you also went to IU. Look, Trace Jackson Davis, I've never been this excited for an NBA career to start ever because I've never been this familiar with a player coming out of college, maybe ever. I, I didn't miss a game of Trace Jackson Davis in four years in Bloomington, and he was the perfect Hoosier. I, I, mean, like, I love the guy, what he did for my alma mater, leaving as the school's all-time leader in rebounds and block shots, third in scoring, and look, if that doesn't translate to a level of NBA success, which at least spells he signed a second contract, because again, to me, NBA success begins when you're signing your second contract. That's my definition of it. Um, remember, the worst player on an NBA team is probably better than most San Francisco Giants in the starting lineup. You know what I mean? Like there is a level of you got to be good at this to even be bad at that level. And Trace Jackson Davis, if he's not at least, if Trace Jackson Davis isn't at the very least a bad NBA player, I'll be stunned. I mean, he should have a decades career in this league just based on his attributes and what he can do. And this is what makes him really interesting because getting excited about a Warriors rookie has been a really empty investment throughout the Steve Kerr era. There's not a lot of rookies that have come in and fit or Steve even bothers to trust. I think Trace Jackson Davis might be the first example of that. I really do. I think that he is going to give this team what it needs and he will not give this team things it doesn't need. And that's going to buy him playing time and trust in Steve Kerr's eyes. I'm excited about it. I really am. Not a lot of, I see how it fits with rookies on the Warriors, but I really see how he fits on the Warriors. And then, you know, you can sit around and talk about the Warriors for a really long time before you even bring up the fact that this is going to be a huge year for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins has been around the NBA and been such a storyline in the NBA for so many years. He feels like an old man. Do you realize that Andrew Wiggins turns 29 in February? In other words, here's Andrew Wiggins entering the prime of his career. Here's Kevon Looney, another guy who feels old. 
He looks a little older. Kavon Looney, the day he was born, he probably looked like he was 16, 17 years old. Kavon Looney turns 28 in February. There's a lot of February birthdays, by the way, on the Warriors. These are two very established NBA guys entering the prime of their careers, and it feels like Looney in the last year or two has so turned the corner in his career that this guy is now incredible given the task he is given. Be a fit. Don't want the ball. Just rebound, score if you have to, and play defense. Can you do that, Kavon? Kavon's like, yeah, I can be almost a perfect small ball center for you guys. Kaminga's entering year three. That's always a big year for a player, especially one that's got real expectations attached to him. His attitude, his moping have better been reset. There was a lot of offseason. I'm not really talking about you using your name, but I'm definitely talking about you, Jonathan Kaminga, and maybe even Moses Moody. Quit moping about playing time and just be ready to go and stay frosty. And when your number is called, go in there and play your dicks off. That's all this team wants to hear from its young players. You know, moving on from Jordan Poole, it was awkward. People say it was deemed necessary. Well, there better be fruit in that easy to see for the Warriors. They better have the connection that Steve says was just absent all year last year. So that connection better be readily apparent. And there just better be a lighter, happier, airier, bouncier feeling around this team. You know, it felt like last year was the year where everybody got sick of each other. This better be the year where everybody's really happy to see everyone again. Moses Moody, again, year three. And I'll tell you, if Moses Moody can double his his averages so far, like if Moses Moody can just turn into eight to ten points a night off the bench, that's four or five wins that you didn't pick up last year right there. And four or five wins is the difference between, oh, you're a middling seed or you might even be the one seed, the two seed in the Western Conference, as tightly packed as it was all last year. Brandon Pajemski, look, pure gravy. I'm not expecting anything. Anything he gives the Warriors in year one is pure gravy. Dario Saric, hey, maybe he'll be a great fit. and Maybe he'll be a total non-factor. This team has got a lot of things on the margin to still work out. they got a couple of open roster spots. They just said no thanks to Dwight Howard. I've seen Rodney Magruder might be you know, on the team this year. I don't know what to really think about that. I don't think much about that. But the price point that they're operating at means they're not going to get much at the end of their bench. The war, you know, you know, if I can quote Gene Hackman out of Hoosiers, my team is on the floor. And as always, whatever the Warriors do is going to revolve around Steph, Clay, Dre, Wiggins, and Looney. That's what they are. That's who they are. And by not adding Dwight Howard, it feels like they are ready to go back and embrace the small ball team that they've always been. And trying to compete with the bigs is just something that you're going to need to do with speed and accuracy and a whole lot of defense. And if the Warriors are able to do that, you know what? They don't need the center that has historically never been a good fit for this core. That has Never really been a, yeah, just have him, have, have him around one big guy and that'll work. And it usually doesn't work. They are a small ball team. Go back to who you are. Don't try to change with the times. Embrace your identity. And I think that that's the best way for the Warriors to go about their business. And it looks like that's the way they're going about their business this year. 
and I can't wait. We are four weeks away from the Golden State Warriors. Four weeks. You hold your breath and four weeks will go by. It's no problem at all. Especially with a whole bunch of football to be really excited about. And if you're a 49ers fan, you got a lot of football to be excited about. The practically perfect week, which pretty much broke the way the Niners needed it to in each and every game that was played, with the exception of Seattle. Seattle won a game that they were predicted to win. So you can't even be really stunned by that. But it had the Seahawks lost, that would have been a perfect weekend. Otherwise, thanks to a result last night, it was a practically perfect weekend because the Rams lost in Cincinnati. But think about what a week, week three was was for the 49ers. Week three was awesome for the 49ers. Their coach and general manager get extended. You got a winning streak that is now dating back to last season. That gets extended. You got a scoring 30 or more streak. That is extended. You got Christian McCaffrey consecutive game touchdown streak officially extended. You got a defense that is playing very well, hasn't even put up gaudy sack numbers yet, but you know that's coming. You've got no significant injuries to speak of, and any tweak to Ayuk, guess what? He just had a little 10-day layoff. We'll see you against Arizona, young man. Uh, Every other undefeated team, except the Eagles, lost. Eagles won on Monday Night Football last night as well, and the Eagles and 49ers are now the last two remaining unbeaten NFC teams, as a lot of people thought would would be the case. Feels like the two of them are sitting on that one line of NFC supremacy, and then it's kind of everybody else, and let's face it, the team that might have joined them up there had a little everybody else loss attached to them with not only the Trayvon Diggs injury, but the Cowboys going to Arizona in a game that everyone thought that they were going to win, and they didn't. Any given Sunday, man, Cowboys lose a key player and a game. This is a chef's kiss caliber start to the season for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Tomorrow, we will officially start Cardinals week. We will get out of what happened and start turning the page to what is about to happen. So uh, it's not the most exciting call to attention in an NFL season. It's Cardinals week. Okay. But it is. It's Cardinals week. And they just had the kind of game that means take this team seriously. Don't start thinking about the Dallas Cowboys right now. feels like maybe the Cowboys were thinking a little bit about the 49ers. They looked past Arizona and ended up in the loss column. There's a little warning sign right there, is it not? How's everything going in the chat? Everyone happy? Everyone good in the chat? Everyone feeling up, up to it? Riddy. Riddy says, man, 49ers are in such prime position right now. They are. They're just sitting there nice, man. If Sportacus, look, you're right. You know, help is nice, but the 49ers really don't need it. Just do your own thing. Stay relatively healthy. Yeah, they're a control their own destiny football team for sure. But, you know, if the league is going to make it easier on you, that's nice. Damon, are you going to be at Warriors Media Day? 
Honestly, I don't even know when it is. When is when is Warriors Media Day? I got to figure that one out. Um, but yeah, if I can be there, I will be there. It might break us up for a little bit, but yeah, if I can get there, I'll get there. Trace Jackson Davis and I are working on our 15-step handshake, so we'll, we'll, we'll practice. Crash SF Giants fan says, I'm hoping that Damon touches on Logan Webb's clubhouse comments last night. Yeah, he basically said, we need more major leaguers in here. We need more help than we've been offered by this front office. Some pretty pointed observations from Logan Webb about the state of the San Francisco Giants last night. I'm glad he said it. Damon is on point. Well, thank you very much, Riddy. Riddy. Smiley Dan, who, by the way, was at the Goose Show last night in Oakland at the Fox. I would have been with you, Smiley Dan, but, you know, you got two two kids are... So here's the thing. I'm married. So that being being married, if you're faithful to your wife, is the ultimate cock block, right? You don't you 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 block your own cock once you get married. That's that's what you do. Uh, so I, I, I love Jillian. Uh, I, the, the only thing I can guarantee her is that I will absolutely never, ever, ever under any circumstances ever betray her trust in any way, shape, or form. I love my wife so implicitly. She loves me right back. It's a beautiful marriage. We have beautiful children who are the apples of our eyes. But let me tell you, these little kids are the biggest concert cock blocks of my life. The amount of fish shows I don't get to go see, the amount of goose shows that I can't attend, the amount of, oh, it's a random night. Look who's playing at the Independent or the Warfield or Great American Music Hall or the Fillmore or all these incredible concert venues that I used to be able to go to at the drop of the hat whenever I wanted to. I can't do that anymore because of fatherhood. Ha <laughs> ha. But it's great. I hope you had a great time last night, Smiley Dan. And yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, we'll, we'll see what Sarich is. If you told me Sarich was a great piece, I'd believe you. If you told me he didn't do shit, I'd believe you too. All right, we'll go ahead and get deeper and deeper and deeper into some of this chat. Otis. I can't believe year 15 for Steph. Yeah, time flies when you're watching greatness, does it not? All right, we'll, we'll get into the chat when we get into Club Plus. And, oh, let me just tell you right now, uh, are, you, uh, are, are you on AMP? The AMP app, the only place in the world where the live Damon Bruce show on YouTube is also simulcast. We are up and broadcasting on AMP right now. It turns into our VIP room after Club Plus. And I got a two for Tuesday playlist for you today that has a couple of unique elements to it. We're going to go with great back-to-back albums, and then I'll tell you a little bit about the rabbit hole that I went down. And I was up last night, um, let's just say, listening to music, writing lists, tracking discographies, and putting it in the air and having a little... Weed and music is what took me to about, oh, one o'clock in the morning. I've never, I've never prepped more for an amp show to give you a little musical history lesson as the one you're going to get today. So be there when the VIP room officially opens up. we got some great music for you today over on the AMP app. And when you're there, make sure to follow Damon Bruce. 
I've asked you to do a lot of things in terms of following me to new places. And I really want to share this with you today because the success that we're having here on YouTube very early on in the YouTube adventure that is my new career here, um, we're having an extraordinary month right now. And it's because of football and it's because of you. The success that I'm enjoying here, I share with, of course, Jillian, the CEO of the Plus, Mrs. Plus. And I share it with you as well, because we don't get any of this happening without you being a part of it. And this isn't just a host and an audience and never the two shall meet. What I really, truly love is the community and the friendships that we're striking up together. It's all real. It's all real. These are real relationships that are being forged. And so I want to share some of the numbers that, again, we got four days left in September. And some of these numbers are just, they've been extraordinary. And I want to thank you. And you should be proud of these too because you're a part of it. You are the disciples of the plus. You are spreading the gospel. You are asking your friends, your families, your coworkers to pay attention over here. And it's really paying off. And I thank you deeply. Um, in the month of September, subscribers have chosen to watch 278% more than they did in August. And obviously this is, you know, football's back is what it is. But it is a, a huge increase, 278% increase month over month. That's good no matter how you want to cut it up. Uh, my shorts, not like my shorts, but YouTube shorts. YouTube shorts, my viewership over there is up 1,070%. So we're going to be doing some more of those. A little short attention span theater. I hope you're enjoying those. But up a 1,000% month over month, that's good. YouTube recommendations are pushing my content out to unique non-subscribing viewers to where I've had more non-subscribing viewers view my stuff than ever before this month. And YouTube recommendations are pushing out my content 487% more this month than last month. And the podcast just set a record downloads for the month, which again is what, four days left in it. So we're going to end up shattering the previous best downloaded month, and we will quickly, uh, in, in week one of October, pass 100,000 podcast downloads. And it hasn't even been six months. That's you. It's a little bit of me, it's a little bit of Jillian, and it's a whole lot of you. And I thank you so very, very much for doing it. Speaking of up big time numbers, uh, Travis Kelsey jersey sales are up 400%. That's on Monday. Taylor Swift. That's, that's, that's the Tay-Tay bounce right there. 400% increase in Travis Kelsey jerseys being sold. That's a lot. Uh, little baseball for you. Again, Logan Webb won a complete game Monday night against San Diego. Uh, he actually got two entire runs of support. And what do you know? That's all it takes. He can make that stick. He made it work. A complete game win for Logan Webb. Pointed. Pointed 
criticisms of the team that wasn't around him, the fact that Farhan completely fucked his team over at the trade deadline going and getting A.J. Pollock when they needed so much more than a guy who never even saw first base before he got DFA'd. Logan Webb said some things that needed to be said, and I'm glad that he said them last night. By the way, Blake Snell, just giving the Cy Young right now, what a year he's had. He was remarkable. He is out there having a stretch of 20-something games that, you know, Bob Gibson would be impressed by. Giants are four and a half out of the final wild card spot with five to play. So, you know, it's not looking good. <laughs> Meanwhile, the A's are a loss away from the most in A's history in the course of a single Oakland season. Let's see if tonight isn't the record setter. The only reason to check in on that game tonight in Minnesota is to see if the A's lose their, what, 109th game? All right. The last story I want to talk about before we get into Club Plus, and the only reason why I'm talking about it is because I was just at the Michael Urban Big Herbs Celebration of Life and a topic that we don't give much attention to because I am from suck it up, buttercup, take all your feelings, put them in a jar, swallow them, and never tell me about them generation. Like that's kind of how I'm wired. I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big, uh, share and share alike. I'm not a big, let me tell you about all my vulnerabilities guy. It's just not how I'm wired. But there are people out there who need help. Our friend Michael Urban needed help. And a help might have changed what happened. Um, Adam Schefter says that Raiders defensive end Chandler Jones wrote in a social media post yesterday that he was taken to a hospital against his will by the Las Vegas Fire Department and later transferred to a behavioral health facility last week. Now, the only thing I can tell you is that I hope that Chandler Jones will realize that even if this did happen against his will, it might be the thing that he really needs. That is a very touchy, hard to understand as it's developing situation. But Chandler Jones is in a chasm in his life right now. So I hope he's getting the, the therapy that he needs, the attention, the support that he needs. And that's what we're giving everyone here. Big group community hug. I'm not I'm not I'm not a big community hug guy. But again, I went to a celebration of life over the weekend, so I wanted to celebrate a little life and love with you guys as well. So be good to each other, hug each other, take care of each other, support each other, and thanks so much for tuning in to the Damon Bruce show today. It means an awful lot. Again, your support has been tremendous, and I thank you from the bottom of my entire family's heart for all that you have done to quickly put us on our map over here. On the map? Is that what this is? Is this a map? I don't even know. Sports don't build character. They reveal it. And like that, whew, he's gone.